0: Welcome to ESP TipCast 110, Running and Racing Through the Off-Season. Hey folks, it's good to be back on the TipCast. Uh, for those of you who missed out on the last full-length podcast with Todd Wells, you want to have to go back to the beginning of the month, but it is now November 30th, only 31 days left in this year and it's really been a, a kind of an exciting fall uh, for me, and so I'm going to be talking about that today, but uh, I do want to give a shout-out to my brother, Mike, who just turned 46 today. So we're both in our 40s now, but uh, big shout-out to him. Um, he took up running uh, a couple years ago, so he's been putting in some half marathons, so I figured I'd give him a shout-out. Because uh, I will be talking about running today, because this is the first time since 2012 that I put in actually a full fall season of trail races. But after a shortened Xterra season, and really, I, I just wanted to get out and race and run, and been so long since I've been been, been uh, doing trail races, I decided to tackle the EX2 Adventure fall backyard burn series Uh, and this year was five races in northern Virginia. If you're not familiar with EX2 Adventures, uh, I've talked about the Xterra that I do, the EX2 Xterra, Um, but uh, it's been been going for about 17 years now and the actual founder and guy running it, Jim Harmon, he is stepping down and uh he's heading out, moving. Uh, he's got somebody taking over the company for him though, and uh that's gonna be pretty exciting. So it's kinda good to, to go out in the trail series. I I, I uh I had gotten in the trail running before then, but I really love the events. They're very consistent. Um and, and that's what I actually told Jim. Uh at the series finale is that it's so hard to find events that you can count on you know what you're going to get when you show up you know they're going to be good events the course are going to be marked uh so if you're in virginia or delaware or pennsylvania uh maryland uh, you definitely want to check out ex2 adventures i think the quality is still going to be there Uh, i've been talking with the new owner andy bacon uh, and uh, I think it's going to be a, a, a good move. And then Jim Jim's heading further down south. He's going to be in North Carolina, so uh, he's not going to be too far out of reach. So it would be cool to be able to catch up with him. But I am going to be talking about racing. And uh, so what I wanted to do this fall is get back into trail racing, but I haven't really been satisfied with my running over the last few years. So this really gave me a chance to revamp my approach to training uh, to racing, to recovery. And so with that, uh, here are some of the things that I tried this off-season or, or really hasn't been an off-season, but this fall. Uh, and and maybe you can put some of these to use. Uh, if you like the ideas or you have a couple other suggestions, feel free to email me at ESPPodcast at gmail.com. It's ESPPodcast at gmail.com. Dot com but with that, uh, here are some of the things that I really put to use i uh, first and foremost, I stopped obsessing about miles. I really tried to keep my mileage a bit more flat and i'm going to be talking about this more down the line uh, because it's really got me thinking about training and 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 some other approaches, but rather than be overly focused on mileage. I aimed for an overall increase in my mileage throughout the entire fall. And that really came down to being consistent in my mileage week in and week out. And I averaged about 25 miles per week, which I know for some of you, may maybe you run more. You're saying, well, it's not a lot of mileage. For me, on average, that is actually quite a bit more mileage, about 20% more than I typically run. Uh, and that's what I tried to maintain. Now, two, though... Uh, The week after races, in order to try to maintain my training flow and, again, try to maintain the mileage, is that I train the day after races. Uh, And then early on, I was taking two days off from running. I was still riding and doing some other things, but uh, I was taking two days off from running. And uh, I kept that up until late in the season where uh, I found that my legs are really a lot less sore overall on any given day. And by late season, I was actually able to just go down to maybe one day off uh, and then get back into my run training. Three, I avoided uh, a lot of excessive training on any one day, uh, including very slowly edging up my long run to about 11 miles. This, again, really keeps uh, kept that muscle damage down, and the muscle soreness low, which has always plagued me. You know, I've gotten to this point where I, I've been running, my legs are so sore that I, I just can't run for three or four days, and I got to wait for that to go down. I never had that at all this fall. And again, I did not change a lot in my training, but I tried to keep my training more consistent, more frequent. I went up to Four days a week, sometimes five days a week of running, but none of those runs were were really long and some runs they're only two miles. I went out for maybe a fifteen minute jog in the morning um and then I you know went into work and and did work, and then the next day i I picked up uh but this also allowed me to actually run five days in a row one week uh, which again is a big big change four. I trained uh, probably two to five miles after every single race, uh, or I did my strength training that night. Again, two days out from a race, I typically feel my worst. I feel the most fatigued, the most sore. So it it allowed me to really uh, get some more training in right at the tail end of the week of a race week. Because again, you're coming into a race week, you're trying to maybe bring down your training volume so that you can go into a race rested. Well, this allowed me to Again, keep the training consistent uh, and still get some good training in because I got my intensity and then I got some easy running. Five, I focus most on uh, you know, keeping my runs lower intensity, lower heart rate, uh, but included some very specific interval work, which again, down the line I'm going to be talking about more. Uh, but one big thing that I noticed is that this is the first time that I've been able to actually go out and run at a decent pace. Uh again, a really slow pace for me might be uh like 8 minutes 30 some some you know something along there. But this is the first time I've been able to go out and run and keep my heart rate under 130 beats per minute. That's less fatigue on the body, better training overall, and I can tell you that my recovery and running has improved dramatically this year. And then number six, and finally, uh, I made an effort to eat breakfast uh, before every race. Partly because I need to adapt better to stairs that are longer and they're early in the morning. And I and I've never felt comfortable eating. Um, you know, you've got the pre-race jitters, all that stuff. In this fall, I just said, you know, I'm going to get up, I'm going to eat. I don't have to get up super, super early because I've already got to get up early to get to the race. So I get up, I eat my breakfast and I get in the race. What I found is I felt better. I just felt overall better in the races and I didn't have a lot of fluid kind of sloshing around in my gut. So I'm definitely going to keep on, you know, fine tuning the breakfast. Uh, But for next year, I think my pre-race meals are going to look a lot different. Well, folks, that's it for TipCast 110. Be sure to check out my website, www.espanswers.com. Again, that's espanswers.com. I'm going to be posting up some new blogs based on my running this fall, some some, uh, race reports, Uh, some photos, but also incorporating a lot more of the training information. I uh, used a stride power meter all fall, so I'm going to have some of that data and and be talking about that. But also be on the lookout for my 12 tips of Christmas. Again, this is the third year that I've been doing this, uh, and I'm going to be putting together 12 very short tips uh, and this year, I'm going to put a little bit of a twist on it, but uh, that's 12 tips for you to incorporate into your 2018 season. And last but not least, I do want to wish uh, good luck and farewell to Jim Harmon, uh, previous owner of EX2 Adventures. I, uh, I, I really enjoyed the events, and again, I think that the, the, the quality of the events is still going to be there, so if you want to check out... More information, head on over to www.ex2adventures.com. Uh, but until then, remember, folks, if you're not thinking ahead, you're falling behind. Later. I had a fist, I had a notion. I started floating, but was grounded.